Hi everyone, welcome back to What She Said. It's V and E. We've been gone for a hot second, but we're back. Yay! <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing Pride Month. Okay, so before we dive into all the negatives, maybe we should just quickly say Happy Pride. Happy Pride! And Yay! <laughs> that sounds so insincere! You sound like a Karen who hates Pride! <laughs> I am free. I can say it. <laughs> Anyways, um, it really sucks that this year we weren't able to have any proper. I don't want to say celebrations. That sounds parades. Like, yes, parades. But that's not the only disappointing thing to happen this Pride. Uh, we also want to talk about some of the news that's been going on with uh, other countries and their Pride or their LGBT laws that are being made, um, as well as different companies having like allyships with the lgbt community only in pride month but then donating to anti-lgbt charities or whatever so we wanted to discuss some of those um today because we thought that needs to be talked about yeah exactly um so maybe we could start off with rainbow capitalism and the whole issue yeah with that and how it is very disingenuous and we can uh, one can always tell when it's genuine and when it's not um because i think everyone is aware when this time of year comes around you know june the second it's june first every single store suddenly has rainbow merch everywhere um and it's can be surprising at times because they go from saying absolutely nothing about the lgbt through the entire year to suddenly having pride and rainbow absolutely everything under the sun so maybe I was wondering if you had any like thoughts on that, like as a whole, uh, maybe before we dive into some examples. So you're going to say as a whole, like, gay? What? <laughs> it's like, as a whole, gay, what's your opinion? <laughs> no! <laughs> as a singular whole gay. <laughs> um, well, for me, I find that the, like, the allyship thing is very strange because there's a lot of brands who obviously don't support the LGBT community, but as you said, will promote like uh, rainbow merch or like rainbow outfits or rainbow like patterns on things, or they'll change their logo. I know that a few years ago, H&M changed their logo outside of stores to have the pride flag on it. So their actual H&M logo, they put up a new one for pride month. And then took it down again and never spoke on LGBT anything um, in the future. But first of all, I want to acknowledge that there are like some brands who are doing it in a good way, I guess. Because I think that's always important. One that I think is good is Calvin Klein. Um, they obviously, they make a pride collection every year. Like most things do. Um... But with them, they all of their campaigns already have diverse people in it, whether that's um, people with disabilities, people of color, people of different body types, um, obviously the LGBT people too. All their campaigns have that. But in Pride Month, they obviously do it more. So, uh, And I think that they're one of the brands that do it quite well. I don't know if you've seen any of their posts recently. I saw their merch, like, the underwear with, like, the rainbow pattern on it. I've seen that. Yeah. But obviously, like, they're still benefiting off 
Pride Month, obviously, but I think they have kind of a right to at this point because they are so diverse in general. Um, it's the same with like if Rihanna did something for Fenty that was like Pride related, I think she would also have like a right to benefit off that because of her diverse campaigns as well. So there's some brands that do it well, but we want to talk about <laughs> the brands that don't or, well, just the idea of companies benefiting off of Pride Month despite not doing any work to support the LGBT. Yeah, exactly, because I think that's the fundamental issue is like with rainbow capitalism is that Pride Month rolls around and suddenly these companies are kind of trying to become LGBT friendly and then reaching out to LGBT people to then sell or buy their products while doing absolutely nothing. Like, for example, what I think would be cool if a brand donates half of their profit to an organization that supports LGBT youth or trans people or something like that, you know, then I would be like, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, that's respectable. But if that company that is mostly run by cis, het, white males then just has more money because it's profiting off of young LGBT people, I feel like that's not right, you know? Especially when every other month of the year they don't really do anything. And for example, like, they're gonna, you know, not hire non-binary people or make it difficult for trans people to get hired. And all those things, like, if they don't take those into account, I feel like you can clearly see that it's them doing it for money. For example, I think a brand that you could tell kind of has been um, a part of rainbow capitalism is Disney. Um, because Disney on June 1st tweeted, Happy Pride Month. And they, I think they also tweeted like, oh, everyone, there's space for everyone under the rainbow. Um, while literally on that same day, they received a, um, I think, a sexual orientation uh, lawsuit. Or it was related to sexual orientation literally on the same day. Yeah. Um, I know they've also had issues with censoring um, LGBT characters in their movies for- Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's another thing I was going to say. Yeah, for Russia and China, their audience is there because they still obviously want the revenue from the movies, so they'll just mm-hmm. censor the LGBT parts. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure that happened to me, for example, um, not with a Disney movie, but I was mov- watching a movie on the plane on the way to Oman, um, and it was the movie with Elton John. I don't know if you know it. Mm, I don't think so. Oh, well, it was the movie with Elton John, and they completely cut, like, every single potential scene between him and a male love interest uh-huh. to the point where I genuinely had no idea what was happening in the movie. Like, I really didn't, because That's... they just kept cutting scenes. Yeah. And it was only until I landed that I realized, oh, they cut it because in Oman, it's not really that accepted. And mm-hmm. I was like, That's why this movie doesn't make any sense. That's like... um I watched Pitch Perfect whenever I was in my Catholic high school. And um, recently I rewatched Pitch Perfect because I didn't realize half of the story was cut out. Um, so, for example, there's a whole lesbian in it. And I never saw them in the original one that I watched. And it was also like an hour long. And movies are not one hour long. Yeah, exactly. So they had censored parts of it whether that was certain characters or certain like jokes that were made like a lot of rebel wilson's jokes were censored um and were just cut out and so i completely missed the pre- like the premise of the movie because i didn't get to see all those things and it's really weird that they censor it like so much because 
it's not like you've never heard those words before or like saw those things or like whatever but they try so hard to hide it and i guess that just depends on what country and what the beliefs are in that country as well Exactly. And so if we bring it back to the case of Disney, like if Disney genuinely cared about LGBT representation in media, LGBT representation in their movies like fairy tales, because they know exactly how important it is. If they really cared, then they wouldn't be censoring their scenes for Russian and Chinese media sources. I, in, per- in my personal opinion, they have enough money. Like they are so rich. Uh-huh. They could really just say, no, we're not going to give you the rights to our movie if you don't want, if you want us to censor the movie in Russia, for example. Like, they could, they have every capacity to do that, and yet they don't. So then for them to be like, happy pride, there's room for everyone on June 1st, it's just very disingenuous and insensitive. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just one example where, like, it doesn't, um, you know, it doesn't correlate. Because that's the thing, is, like, you'd want action and words to kind of go together. Um, And I think Pride Month really shows how many companies genuinely don't care at all. Like, they really will do anything and everything for money grabs. Yeah, it's like, people also know about Chipotle, for example, actively donates to anti-LGBT charities. Yeah, people still support them. And it's like, I don't understand how you could do that when you know where your money is going. You're contributing to it as well. Exactly. I know Chick-fil-A in Texas also does that. Um, It's terrible. Like, they actively... Um, they don't donate. hide it. No, but they also donate to conversion camps, I think. I'm pretty sure that, don't quote me on that, but I think they do. Um, or just anti LGBT organizations in general. Yeah. Um, and also, yeah, well, they basically fund a lot of right wing extremist groups. Um, and that's public knowledge. So everyone knows that you vote with your dollar. So the fact that people just continue supporting those companies is, again, like really, yeah, upsetting to see. Chick-fil-A here. As much as I really want to try those waffle fries, I'm glad we don't have it. No, exactly. Like, to be honest, I don't even think... I feel like once you know what the company is behind, the food won't even taste that good. Like, you can get your nuggets somewhere else. You can get waffle fries somewhere else. Like, you really don't have to support a company like that. Exactly. Another example was PayPal, where, you know, the second that it was June 1st, they changed their logo, and, like, the logo had, like, the rainbow flag on it and everything. Um... But I think they make it extremely difficult for trans people to change their names. Um, and they also publicize their gender, I think. Or their names. Oh, I don't know the full extent of this. So I think I it's know. gender. Yeah, I thought, it, I thought it was also their names. Because it was something with you can't change anything on PayPal unless you have a court order. Yeah, it's more that um, a lot of things don't have like the option to either choose a specific gender or a different gender. Like you can't. It's either male, female, or other. And then with the name thing, you need to have legal like proof that you have changed your name too. And obviously a lot of trans people cannot change their name legally yet. So they can change their PayPal name. Because yeah, obviously that goes to your bank and stuff. So you need to have the same name. I understand it, but I don't think it's right. I think that you should allow people to change your PayPal name because technically PayPal is like a different wallet system than your bank account and if you were to send money to your bank account it shouldn't have the same name you should just verify Mm -hmm. that you want to send it to that bank account like it doesn't need to have the same name yeah that's why i'm confused because yes i do get it if it goes to your bank account it needs to be linked so you technically you would need your quote-unquote legal name which i guess is difficult um but i'm pretty sure you could change it like i don't know i think 
there must be a way to make it like your nickname or something. Um, uh. But yeah, I've heard that they're quite closed off or like inflexible with trans people. Yeah, um, like they should have an option where you could have your display name as something else, perhaps. And then your legal name is just hidden so that that only is reference to your bank account if you want to send money. But you should have like a username kind of thing. Whereas PayPal yeah. doesn't have that. They just have your actual name and they show that publicly as well. Exactly. Like, I swear there is an ability to kind of make it more... To, there should be an ability to change it while still linking your legal bank account. Um, but also another thing that I was actually thinking of while we're on the topic of this, it's not specifically related to um, businesses, but do you remember how a lot of places, I think they even did it here in Utrecht, well, they will just put rainbows like on the sidewalk yeah, or like yeah, they did it here. Yeah, they did it at like you and know, the longest rainbow road. Yeah, exactly. They do that everywhere. I hate when they do that because what what is that actually doing? What like what are you doing? Like it looks cool and whatever, but like what are you doing it for? Like are you also donating to charity? Are you also like like think about the money that the government, for example, because I think those are state sponsored. So for example, like the I don't know what the English word for gemeent is. Government. Yeah, I guess. Like, the government will sponsor, you know, people to go and paint this, like, road rainbow colors, right? So that's money that they're spending. But there's, they could be doing better things with that money. Like, they could be, you know, um, what's it called? Investing in certain orphanages that would then be better equipped to deal with trans youth or LGBT kids, for example, that have been kicked out of their homes because they're not accepted. They could be changing, you know, working to change the... um school curriculum to make it include more lgbt history there's so much they could be doing with that money i understand it but i think that actually the rainbow like putting those rainbow roads for example that sounds like a mario kart map um putting those roads kind of shows that the country is okay and accepting with it like the government is accepting of it and that's probably nice for a lot of like youth to see the, the government has paid to put these roads down, therefore they have spent taxpayer money on publicly like showing that they are accepting of it. However, they still have a lot of like bigotry in this country, especially where because we have the whole Bible belt, for example, like people are not educated, they're not accepting, they're the opposite. So I understand if it was like a country where it was very accepting. That Like, if Ireland did that, that would make a lot of sense because we have had a lot of anti-LGBT, like, an anti-abortion, anti-women, anti-everything that is not, like, Catholicism. But if we had those kind of roads in Ireland, it would be a big change because it would show that things, like, the new kind of era is coming, things are changing, more accepting. But in Holland, like, I don't think it's as beneficial as it would be in other countries and i think it's kind of just as you said a waste like you could put that money towards something better like housing or education or whatever for people who have been kicked out that are lgbt or trans or non-binary or things become more accessible for trans people to change their name legally or their gender or something like that so i understand the use of painting a road or rainbow flag but not in this country probably the act of like painting a street rainbow colors i feel like it's something that you could be able to do once all the work has been done essentially because i know what governments do and what companies do often is that they will oh there's a special word for it well it's just performative they will do all these things that actually do nothing 
to make the public think that the situation is better than it is. And I know that this happens in America very, very often, where they'll just do performative allyship, allyship um, for literally every random thing you can think of. Like for Black Lives Matter, they did the same thing. Like they spent like weeks in New York, I think, painting this mural for Black Lives Matter when that genuinely doesn't help at all. But people were like, oh, discussing it, you know, we're talking about it, change is happening. But at the end of the day, nothing is happening. Um, and I know uh, similar things with, you know, you have traffic lights. And I know in places, I think I saw this somewhere, they'll put two women holding hands on the traffic sign um, or two men. And like, on the one hand, you're like, yes, that's nice. It's more, it's kind of becoming societally accepted. But then I feel like it's used as a distraction tactic because then you believe that something is being done when actual legislative change, actual political change, actual societal change isn't really happening. You know exactly, what I mean? Exactly, yeah, which is why I think it's not as beneficial here. Like, I don't think that would help here. Whereas in Ireland, for example, if they do change all the laws, which only recently, like, I think 2019, abortion became legal. If they had something to celebrate that after everything had been done to change it that would make sense the drawing of like you know pride flags and murals and stuff i think can be used in a really good way for example like when america legalized gay marriage they lit up the white house i think with the pride flag and i think that's perfect that's an amazing use of um pride flag and you're capitalizing you can then you know put that because it's it's a moment of joy it's a win everyone should be celebrating and i remember seeing those pictures and it was really powerful to see the white house lit up with pride um colors so for example if something big monumental had happened then i understand but just randomly on pride month because you think you're showing support i don't think is useful another thing that we should talk about with countries not really <laughs> fixing those things is hungry and they're violating like basic human rights of the lgbt community um, by making certain laws against them. So I'm just going to read some of them out. Also, this information, we'll put it in the like uh, description of this podcast episode of where you can find these slides on Instagram. But uh, Hungary is a small country with only 10 million people, and soon they're going to introduce an anti-LGBT propaganda bill, which is the exact same as Russia's anti-gay bill um if anyone's like familiar with that it will also be the first countrywide anti-lgbt law in the european union and these like laws kind of include banning gay couples single people and unmarried straight couples from adopting children it also basically forces children who have changed their gender identity to stick with the one they were assigned at birth because it's something that the government says they want to protect children of. They're kind of advocating it as a protective measure to make sure that children are not like coerced into, I don't know, changing their gender. I don't really know why that would be useful because I don't think that's something anyone would do, but that's limiting for people who are trans or non-binary, especially if they know from a young age already, they can't really transition until they're adults, even then. Hungary is going to make it quite difficult for them to transition. And another few things is to do with media and education of LGBT rights and topics and sexuality and transgender people. Uh, so they're banning schools from discussing any of the LGBT like issues. Uh, they also ban any media that shows LGBT topics in any form. So like your shows, podcasts, uh, I 
assume they're going to limit social media as well. They'll probably take Tumblr away because that is for the gays. They'll probably take Instagram accounts down. I don't know how they're going to filter that, but that's kind of scary. And I think that there are ways to filter because I know China does it. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, I think, yeah. They actively include pedophilia with LGBT, so they put it under the same umbrella category in order to strengthen their anti-LGBT propaganda. So that's obviously very harmful for the LGBT community because we are, like, pedophilia is not part of the, the letters, uh, and we also don't condone it, so it's very harmful to associate them with one another. There's also a bunch of other things you can do, which we'll, like, put in the description that you can read the rest of it. But that's just some of the laws that they're implementing in the next month. Uh, so there's a lot of protests at the minute in Hungary. I have a couple of friends in Hungary who are protesting. They're all wearing, like, rainbow flags and, like, rainbow stuff. And um, they're marching basically in front of government buildings and stuff like that, in front of schools, just to get the word out. So that's really obviously shitty to hear and it sucks especially during pride month that all this is happening um i know something similar was happening in poland as well because um with amnesty we organized like a lecture with a very famous polish activist or lgbt activist and he discussed similar laws that were being put in place in poland um and how even poland was i think going a step further and they would establish what they called anti-lgbt zones that's already implemented don't worry in Hungary, no, in um, Poland, they're already yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, which is obviously horrible. And um, imprisoning people. And I know the Polish activist that we spoke to, he's standing trial. Um, I forgot what they accused him of. But it doesn't look good because, yeah, the police and the government are very corrupt. Um, and I think, for example, I think it can be also quite discouraging from someone from the outside looking in kind of to know what to do. And I think maybe Eve, you have a few other suggestions, but I know from talking to the activist, one of the things that is really useful is to just keep talking about this in whatever capacity and way that you can, because obviously um, Hungary is part of the EU. And the more that you raise awareness of this within your own country, if you're part of the EU, for example, then this can be brought up at EU meetings. Because I know... Um, pressure was put on Poland to change their policy. Obviously, there's not really much the EU can do other than sanctions. Mm -hmm. But international pressure is actually a very good um, form of getting countries to change their policies because they do want to be respected in the international community. And especially within the EU, it matters. So there is there are still ways that you can do things. Yeah, and obviously there's a lot of like... Um petitions you can sign there's a lot of petitions you can sign but again i feel like there's only so much they do um it's very hard to be someone from the outside as you said looking into all that because if you're not in the country you're not going to understand the full extent of it for example a lot of my hungarian friends are posting a lot of things that are happening each day but obviously it's in hungarian <laughs> i don't know what they speak it's in hungarian it's in like, a different language, it's not something that you can just translate if it's on a, a post, for example. Like, obviously, you can translate the description, but you don't get the full extent of it. You don't hear the media. You don't hear what is going on. You don't see what's going on. So you have to really rely on things like petitions or uh, international, like, pressure, as you said. And I hope that 
soon there will be some kind of change in Hungary where they will listen to the people if there's hopefully enough activism that will make the government think twice about it. But if it's anything like how Poland went, I don't think they will change. Um, I think that side of Europe is very anti-LGBT anyway. You already have the anti-gay bills in Russia. You have Poland with the anti-LGBT areas or zones. Uh, you have There was one instance in Poland where two guys were giving out masks at the start of the coronavirus pandemic um, with rainbow flags on it, and people were refusing to take it because it was gay. And they got a lot of hatred for it from Polish people because they you know, we're promoting LGBT, like, pro promoting gay. I don't know how that works, but they people wouldn't take it, even if it would have helped them. But they wouldn't take it because it had a flag on it that was associated with a certain type of community. And I would understand that if it was, like, a flag for the police, like the Blue Lives Matter. I would understand it because that's not good, you know, ACAB, whatever. But it's it's a pride flag. It doesn't mean you're gay. Like it doesn't. It's not gonna turn you gay. I hope it will get better. Yeah, I really hope so as well. But like you said, it's really difficult. And we've seen with a lot of other examples, like the situation in Myanmar. Um, I don't know how much you know about it, but there was like a military coup going on. Yeah. Going on. Um, and we also with Amnesty, we invited um, a Dutch ambassador to talk about it, and she said, like, look, there's not much other countries can do other than sanctions. Because there's, you know, international law, which is essentially that you have to respect another country's sovereignty. And so it gets really difficult. Obviously, there's human rights laws being broken, both in Myanmar and obviously Hungary and Poland. But there's a gray line and it makes it really hard. And then it's discouraging from someone from the outside because it's just you don't know what to do. Because it is very heavily reliant on the people within Hungary, um, which sucks. But... I really hope that that changes, and I know that there's a massive movement there, so I hope we can stay hopeful and that the situation gets better. So now we are officially back with the podcast. We hope to be posting a bit more regularly. Why did I have to say the outro? I can't speak. <laughs> but we are back, and uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we just wanted to get something up to talk about the issues during Pride Month and... Also, to wish everyone a happy Pride, uh, you can follow our Instagram at wss.podcast. Uh, we'll be posting more on there as well since we'll be uploading more. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening and we hope to see you next time. Bye.